1: Let's go there.
2: With Shira and Ryan. Oh my entertainment, God. music, pop culture, LGBT plus news. Let's go there. Start now. What's up? Happy Thursday. This is Shira. Ryan is out, but Dr. James Simmons is filling in today.
3: Well, hello, hello, hello.
2: So great to have you here. We love having you because... Uh, you always have so much great stuff to talk about and say. And I feel like so much of <laughs> well, our news is around health and medical stuff.
3: I mean, lately, right. Because we're sort of in like pandemic, Pandemia 2.0 right now. There's like it's always weird. health stuff to talk about. But, what I, one of the things I love, A, is being here with you Aww. and always seeing you. Not really Vanessa. Not so much Vanessa. Oh. I'm kidding. Producer Vanessa. She's fantastic. But one of the things I do love is that I get to kind of talk about things that aren't medical That's true. Because some things that some people don't know is that I do sort of host on the side. Like, yes, I'm Dr. James and that's my shtick. But also just like love hosting and I have super strong opinions about some of these stories we have coming up Yay. today. Yay!
2: We love super strong opinions, yes. don't we? <laughs> we need that to count. Interact my nice Canadian side of me.
3: Uh huh. Well, we may, we may. I was talking with producer Vanessa earlier, and we may bring up something that you and Ryan talked about. Was it yesterday, Vanessa, or the day before? Two Two days ago. Two days ago. We might, we might have another discussion because I have very different opinions than Ryan. About what? About. Ashton and Mila's bathing habits. Oh, yes, the bathing
2: habits. All right, we're going to talk about the bathing habits Uh story because I know you do. I saw your video on Instagram. Uh I know you have a different opinion. Yes, very much so. So let's definitely get into that. Of course. Also, we're going to be talking about in 30 minutes, Simone Biles, about the twisties. She said she knew she needed to exit when she got the twisties. Well, what does that even mean? That's in 30 minutes. And we're going to be talking about HIPAA and breaking down the misinformation around it because people keep throwing around HIPAA. And that they don't need to answer whether they have a vaccine because of HIPAA? Does that make sense? That's at 325 p.m. Pacific, 625 p.m. Eastern. But first, let's get into some what's trending this hour. President Biden will announce that federal employees and on-site contractors must get vaccinated against COVID-19 or wear a mask on the job and submit to regular testing. And he will call on state and local governments to make $100 payments to newly vaccinated Americans. Get that vaccine. Get that money.
3: I know. And he got pressed a little bit in this press conference about like, oh, do you know, are you trying to pit vaccinated people against unvaccinated people? Not the case. Please just get the vaccine. And if you have questions, let's talk about it.
2: Yeah. And uh, then, of course, talking about how a mask is not a political statement.
4: And I hope all Americans who live in areas with substantial or high cases rates will follow the mask guidance that's being laid down by the CDC. I certainly will, and I have, because this is one of those areas in Washington. And at my d- decision, in my direction, all federal personnel and visitors to federal buildings will have to do the same thing. As I said from the beginning, a mask is not a political statement. <clears throat> it's about protecting yourself and protecting others. Masking is one defense against the spread of COVID nineteen.
2: It's not that complicated, folks.
3: It really isn't. I poor poor Uncle Joe. I know I love that he's constantly having to like drink water. He can he, barely get he's through just a like, sentence. This. I, I don't even know why I took this job. <laughs> he's like, seriously. I'm tired. I told y'all I was only going to do four years. I'm, I'm tired like, I'm watching years. him. To be I honest, mean, I get I tired.
2: Know. Uh, And finally, Americans have elected more LGBTQ officials than ever before, as we know, but to actually achieve equitable representation, they would have to elect tens of thousands more, and that's according to a new report. The LGBTQ Victory Institute's Out for America 2021 report found that the number of LGBTQ elected officials increased by 17% in the past year, bringing the total number nationwide to 986. We're going to be having a conversation more about this in the next hour. The Victory Institute. Always is amazing. They do great work.
3: And absolutely. Uh, and there's only one state. This is your tease. There's only one state that has never elected an LGBTQ official. We'll talk about that later.
2: Yes, Maybe that's like what that. I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Okay, what's happening in entertainment news?
3: Oh, Dr. boy. Dr. All right. So James. D- DaBaby. baby has caused lots of drama, lots of controversy this week. If you are not caught up on this, mm-hmm. over the weekend, Baby had a concert at the Rolling Out Festival in Miami. Huge hip-hop festival. Super fun. But set on stage... Uh, some really awful things that I can't fully repeat, but more or less, if you said if you didn't show up today with HIV AIDS or any of them deadly sexually transmitted diseases that'll make you die in two or three weeks, put your cell phone lighter up. And then went on to say more That's a motivational things. speech. Yeah, how about that? That's pretty bad. So uh, faced quite a bit of criticism and got some support, interestingly, online. Um which I did think was interesting, some of the people that did support. Well now, in light of all of this, DaBaby has dropped a new song okay. doubling down on this. Stop,
2: with, just stop. Isn't it Who's crazy? Who's telling him to do this stuff?
3: Yeah. Now DaBaby is saying help. that the song was already recorded oh, before God. the events at the Rolling Out Festival. So don't release the song. But decided, I'm gonna release it. I'm gonna double down on the HIV comments. No. And ends the video with the words don't fight hate with hate in rainbow colors oh, stop and then says my apologies for being me the same way you want the freedom to be you
2: oh no, no it's not the same
3: oh man <laughs> so much pro- like it's just the anxiety of like how much education needs to happen to mm-hmm. like unlearn these really problematic and really you know awful things that uh, exist yeah. in the baby's mind and lots of other people's minds is really challenging
2: definitely well thank you for that update uh, but coming up we're going to be talking to dr james Moore about the latest challenges around the variant and what you need to know that's next Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. So currently we've been talking a lot about the COVID variant and how it is just taking over. Dr. James Simmons is filling in for Ryan today. Got to take advantage of his
3: doctor
2: <laughs> uh,
3: So what are you seeing right now
2: right. in the hospital? And it, does it seem like it's just L.A. right now?
3: No, no. They're
2: parts of the country too.
3: I mean, uh, uh, fantastic question. And one of the things that's really difficult is that this is popping up in different sort of communities everywhere. But as of last week, 48 of the 50 states all had rises in COVID cases right now. So even if it's not necessarily in your specific community, it more than likely is in your state. So we are seeing this in Los Angeles. We are seeing it all over the country. In fact, places like Arkansas, Florida, Missouri, some of the other parts of the southeastern United States are really seeing the biggest rises in cases. And to no one's surprise whatsoever, those areas are also the least vaccinated.
2: Yeah, but of course we're hearing of a small percent of people that are who are vaccinated getting it. I feel like this debate of, should I wear a mask? Should I get vaccinated? Like, what is it? And like, like, the Republicans are using that against Dr. Fauci, of course, mm-hmm. and the Democrats, but it's like, one... This is a novel virus. We're Mm -hmm. learning as we go.
3: Yeah, bingo. And also, it's very clear
2: that if you do get the vaccine, that it saves you from dying. It doesn't mean you might not get it, but like at least you're not going to die. Yep. That's kind of a good thing.
3: Although people, there are very falsified reports out there that people are literally putting together with like Photoshop and things like this. And I, I hate to be sort of a conspiracy theorist about this, but people are like, Oh, what about the 328 people who died in Arkansas last week who were fully vaccinated? Those things are categorically false, but they are being pushed by those same 12 people. The right. That Facebook and everyone has highlighted that the same vaccine in particular misinformation mm-hmm. has come from these primarily these same 12 sources. So a couple of things while I have everyone's ear that I really want to make clear, because I think this is really helpful to folks. The vaccine is not a shield. It is not a bubble. It will not prevent you from getting COVID. That's not how it's designed. And if anyone tells you that, or if that's what you thought, that's okay to unlearn that, to then learn the truth. Okay. Mm -hmm. The vaccine will not, if someone has COVID and they talk in your face, That person had a high viral load. You're going to get COVID whether you have the vaccine or not. It doesn't prevent it. What the vaccine is designed to do is prevent you from getting seriously ill, needing to be hospitalized or dying, which the vaccine is still overwhelmingly doing in a really, really great way. So we talk about breakthrough cases. Well, I don't like that terminology because we knew that there were going to be people who are vaccinated who test positive for COVID. But to your point, Shira, the good news is that they're not dying.
2: Yeah. And and do you worry that people who then get it, they just think, oh, well, now I I won't. I I already got it. So I don't need to get vaccine. Right. Mm. And now I because I have the antibodies. Yep.
3: And we so one of the things that we don't know, again, to your point, because this is a novel virus and a novel vaccine, it is a new vaccine, is that we don't know how long that these the protection against getting COVID again lasts. Also, Mm -hmm. we are saying that people who have natural immunity, which means you got COVID, you're protected, is probably not lasting as long as folks who got either the Moderna or Pfizer. We also don't have really good data about how protected are you against these new variants. And Pandemia 2.0 right now is primarily and in large part driven by Delta, which is a new variant. So I get that this is really confusing, but I think people have to really take a step back and say, yep, we're living in this pandemic. This is the new world. But also, let me just not get my information about my health and the health of my family and the people I love in my community from a meme that someone created on Facebook. Right. This actually requires us to not have our TikTok brains on and actually just stop and think really really critically whether you have the and vaccine or, not, doctor, or whatever call your doctor call
2: the yeah. people that are you know, these experts around you
3: and the and the people that you trust like i know that there's lots of snarky memes out there about like oh these individuals went to school for 14 years and are x amount of dollars in debt and have done all this research and done all the science and Or my best friend, brother-in-law's dog walker's hairdresser who posted a meme on Facebook. Like, who am I going to believe? I I, I get that, but I do think it's really important to meet people where they are about this. There are a lot of questions. But at at the end of the day, we know that the vaccines are safe. They are really effective. The side effect profile is very, very, very small. And if you are considering this, have a real conversation with someone that you trust about it.
2: Definitely. Definitely. Ah, yeah, it's it can I get very frustrating. We're still talking about yeah. this,
3: by the way. Uh, pandemia
2: again. Yay. The voice you're hearing is Dr. James Simmons filling in for Ryan today. And coming up next, Simone Biles said she knew she had to exit the Olympics when she got the twisties. What does that actually mean? We get into that next.
5: Let's go there with Shira, Shira
2: and Ryan, Channel Q. Simone Biles revealed that when she'd gotten the twisties during the vault competition, that led her to exit the Olympics. That's when she knew she probably should step back.
3: Yeah. And I think this is it's such a complicated mix of mental health and physical things Mm -hmm. and emotional and all of these things that can sort of get wrapped up into the twisties.
2: Yeah, I don't even know what that means, but we have someone who is definitely an expert joining us. Sean Melton, a former elite gymnast who dealt with the twisties throughout his career. Thanks for being with us today.
6: Uh, thanks for having me.
2: So can you define what the twisties are?
6: Yeah, so it's uh, it's basically just like a disconnect from your brain to your body. So gymnastics is all about having your brain and body connected as one and your body just is supposed to do exactly what your mind is thinking and it's built off of repetition and all that. But when a gymnast gets the twisties, you lose all control of of what your body is doing. So basically when you're doing these extremely dangerous skills with double flips and multiple twists, when you're going for the skill, your body has a mind of its own and it starts doing – uh, things that it's not supposed to do, and you lose track of where you are in the air, and that's when serious problems can happen, like injuries um, and all that. And having the twisties just it adds an extreme level of stress that's already present uh, from the sport, and when you add it to the Olympic games, that I can't imagine how how much stress that adds to you, and uh, and it's honestly it's just a terrifying thing to have because gymnastics, you're all about having control of your body and the twisties kind of take away all of that.
3: Yeah, I can, I can imagine. It's it's terribly frightening. This sort of reminds me of, of Sean and, and listeners and Cher. I'm not sure if you've heard of uh, the yips, right? And yips yeah. is, is sort of... Uh, I do not know that. I feel like this is the gymnastics version of the yips. So the yips are, it, it's most popularly used in baseball, but it's really sort of any sport or anything where you have this muscle memory uh-huh. where you can just do something over and over again, and pitchers will get it where they literally cannot get the ball. When they throw the ball, they can't get it anywhere close to the strike zone. Like, they literally will throw it, like, 40 feet off to the left. And no matter what they do, they can't help that. And some pitchers have to sit down for weeks at a time if they get the yips. Or there's even famous basketball players who have gotten the yips who literally completely miss the rim, let alone even make the shot. Is is that a fair uh, equivalence, Sean, that this is sort of the gymnastics version of the yips?
6: Yes, exactly. So, yeah, basically – we train year round every year and then so we do these skills millions and millions of times and then out of nowhere the twisties can come into play and they usually come in at the worst times uh, when Mm -hmm. there's high levels of stress and uh, anxiety and yeah so basically these skills that you can do in your sleep basically when you're practicing all of a sudden you can't do any of them and now you're getting lost. In the air on all your skills oh. you um, are doing either too many twists or too little twists when you're supposed to be doing a skill um yeah and then you, you really just have no control over anything that you're doing And when before a skill you're supposed to be fully concentrated fully understanding of what you need to do but when um but when you have the twisties yeah you're just sitting there you're trying to picture it all and it just it doesn't really make sense to why it's going on we it's kind of like a mental block but at the same time it's not because many people might think like yeah you just don't think about it just go but it's really it's not that simple it's truly a gymnast kryptonite um yeah you just kind of it's really really hard to control and sometimes it takes it can take a day to get rid of it I've had it to where it took weeks,
3: months. Um, That's what I was going to ask. What do you do then when you have it? How do you get out of this? Like, How long did it last for you, and how how do you get out of them? Um, It lasted
6: my whole career, honestly, but I learned to tailor my gymnastics around it. Um, But the biggest thing that I did was when you're in practice and you're at your home gym, you usually have these foam pits that you can practice into it takes a lot of the risks out of the equation. So you're going into a foam pit, which is very hard to get injured in. So you can kind of relax your brain and just kind of work through it. But with Simone, she's at the Olympic games. So you don't, she doesn't have that luxury of going into a familiar gym, practicing these skills, all the basics that need to be done, kind of resetting her gymnastics and brain. Um, She's doing everything on hard ground where it's a lot more dangerous. And, Obviously, being at the Olympic Games is is extremely stressful.
2: Yeah, which I feel like we all, I mean, here have compassion for her and empathy, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people mm-hmm. that do. But then it, it sucks the people that just don't get it that thought, oh, she's, you know, giving up on her country, just not understanding what is actually happening here.
5: Oh, yeah,
6: absolutely. I mean, I've seen a couple articles saying that she she gave up and all this other nonsense. I mean, It's truly hard to understand as someone who's never done gymnastics. So I get people not understanding it. But at the same time, this Simone has competed at the highest level for the last, what, since 2013. She's been a dominant uh, force in the gymnastics world and uh, competing at every stage and dominating at every stage. So the, the fact that people are saying the pressure is too big for her. She gave up that's all mm-hmm. that's all nonsense and um mm-hmm. when you add the twisties to the gymnastics that's sh- the gymnastics level that she's doing she's not doing um mediocre average even the standard of olympic gymnastics she's taking that to a whole new level she's doing skills that males male gymnasts can't even do so she is when you add twisty to that her her physical health is, um, yeah. is truly in jeopardy of yeah. uh, well, doing all these things. and yeah.
2: Well, we appreciate you for explaining yeah, this to us and for you, being Sean. here. Uh, that was Sean Melton, a former elite gymnast who dealt with the Twisties wow. throughout his career. Thank you so much for joining us.
6: Appreciate it. Yep, thanks for having me.
2: Next up, one Fox News host is continuing the skepticism around the vaccine. What was said on air next? <laughs> Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Lesbian Mm -hmm. Fox host Mm -hmm. Tammy Bruce had. Very
3: good, Shira. Uh,
2: Tammy had this to share about getting her vaccine.
4: Here on the people's house. We
2: got to go around and see. Okay, we. This was the wrong clip. All good. Wrong clip. Thanks, producer Vanessa. Good job,
3: producer Vanessa.
2: We're getting it. (laughs) I promise it's weird. This new guidance affects
7: all of us, of course. You have uh, a bunch of kids. uh, Americans care about their closest loved ones. uh, And yet here we've got an order that is frankly going to compel some people to not get the vaccine because of this kind of distrust that continues. I got the vaccine. In certain ways, I think it's like if I could give it back at this point,
2: you know, because (laughs) what do you think the impact of all of
7: this is going to have?
2: What a privileged thing to say. Totally. It's like. Totally. Of course, you don't need to worry about it because you don't live in like in, in housing with a lot of people. Uh-huh. You're not worried about your own uh, maybe health issues. Uh-huh. You get to decide if you can distance and not be a frontline worker. Mm-hmm. What a nice thing to like not have to get the vaccine and not be worried that you'll get it.
3: Right, and just be like, I I I wish I could give it back. L- listen, I, I think that there is so much that Fox does and uh, so many other people that really. It, just because you can rationalize something doesn't make it true. And so people take these rationalizations and they're like, well, what is it? I can't even trust the quote science because you guys are flip flopping and you say one thing and then you say something else. It's because that's actually part of the scientific process. And so if we had just stayed in one place, I don't know, like smoking, for instance, when about 100 years ago, doctors used to recommend mm-hmm. smoking right (laughs) now we are very very clear about the health impacts of smoking and maybe not the best analogy on earth but the science changed with smoking Mm -hmm. people eventually learned that they shouldn't smoke so the same thing with this this is a new virus they are new vaccines and just because you don't like wearing a mask doesn't mean that ultimately it's not the thing that may have saved your life already so you might not like the information that's coming to you but that doesn't mean that makes makes it false and that you should just ignore it because these idiots on TV tell you to.
2: Hey, you said it.
3: I mean, I mean, but but
2: they're they're continuing the confusion around this. Of course. And I just yeah, don't get it. Purpose. Like, why a mandate confuses everyone? What do you mean? Now we have to wear them? Yeah, because the numbers are going up. Right. It's Not just because it's the new fashion, and we're just saying it to say it. Or
3: that Joe Biden hates America and like, he's going to make you wear a mask. Like, no, we're doing it. We're ultimately. I want to keep my kids safe. Yep, we do too. That's why we're telling you that your kids need to wear a mask.
2: And it's a mask. It's not like we're. You know, like these, if this is your rights being taken away, well, you have a pretty good life.
3: Yeah, dude, it's not like we're telling you to cut off your arm. Cut off your arm, stop COVID. No, 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 just put on a mask.
2: Well, uh, next up, One Star's daughter just came out as transgender. We'll tell you who next on What's Trending This Hour. Let's go there with with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. What's up? Yes, it is Shira. Ryan is out today. Dr. James Simmons is filling in here on the mic.
3: Well, I feel like that was a like a rap intro. Like I needed to do like <laughs> Dr. James on the mic and I needed to do like something all crazy and then I got all nervous because that's not my jam. Just be you. <laughs> Just be me. All right. I'm happy to be here though, although I'm sure everyone misses birthday boy ryan yes it's
2: ryan's birthday by the way so go tweet him at the Slay god wish him happy birthday
3: happy birthday ryan but i'm happy to be here and i'm happy to learn from you shira and hang out with your listeners this afternoon
2: yes we appreciate all of you listening yeah of Thank course you. always and uh coming up we're gonna be talking about hipaa Uh, Not hippos, HIPAA. It's like the medical term that's being thrown around. (laughs) You have
3: violated my HIPAA Yes,
2: people say that all the time, but like, what does that actually mean? Doesn't make sense what they're saying. That's in 15 minutes. And a celeb is proudly sharing that her daughter is transgender. We'll tell you who in a moment in the tea with James. But first, let's get into some what's trending this hour. Representative Rashida Tlaib spoke to Republicans during a Texas voting bill hearing. Just remind my colleagues, please, you all won with the same system of democracy. You won your elections with the same system, the forever impeached president won his election with the same system that you are now trying to tear down, that you are trying to dismantle. You all won your elections with that same system that you now are saying is fueled with fraud and all these other things. So. Okay, well, d- Democrats continue to fight Republicans in GOP-led states to try to get them to understand why voting should be more Democrat- Democratic. Not sure anyone is listening.
3: Uh, they're not. Not not at all. But they'll
2: continue fighting the good fight because it needs to happen.
3: 0.00006% of total mail-in ballots uh, were fraudulent. That's... You have, you're more likely to be struck by lightning than a mail-in ballot was fraudulent in the last election.
2: Just, you know, just saying. Seems like you need to be there
3: trying to let them know. <laughs> let it, I don't, no one's listening to anyone right now, by the way, which is part of why we're in some of this mess in the first place. Totally. Well, Lollapalooza opened its doors
2: today to an estimated 100,000 people oh, in Chicago. Oh my heart. But the state's surge in COVID-19 cases is still causing concerns. Yeah. Health officials have acknowledged there will likely be cases tied to the four-day festival. They're urging people to stay home if they're sick. But what if they don't have symptoms, I mean, right?
3: come on. Yeah. For, right. First of all, if you're asymptomatic. Second of all, if you're 19 years old and you spent uh, what probably amounts to your life savings or three months of rent on Lollap tickets... And I've been to like I used to live in Chicago. Lollapalooza is absolutely amazing and wonderful, and this probably feels like a big welcome back to life. But we're not there yet. We're we're just not, and we're I keep calling it Pandemia two point But this Delta is real. Cases are rising in Illinois, in Chicago, and I just don't think it's a good idea.
2: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be jumping. To be there. Just watch it. Don't they have like live streams or something? I know someone Seriously. who just had COVID and he's going and he's like, Yeah, I feel like I'm immune now. Like it's all good. I've already oh dealt my with God. it. Like it's like the glass half full attitude. <laughs> <I don't laughs> uh, right. So yeah. And finally, before we get into some entertainment news, Harvey Weinstein, I guess this is a little entertainment news, he won a partial victory in court in LA today, persuading a judge to dismiss one of the 11 sexual assault charges against him. Judge Lisa B. Lynch agreed to throw out the charge on statute of limitations grounds, but allowed prosecutors the opportunity to amend the indictment and refile it. So outside the court, Weinstein's attorneys cheered the ruling, saying it was a big win. The count was dismissed. Um, It's from an incident at a Beverly Hills hotel room on May 11, 2010. And prosecutors first filed the charge of sexual battery by restraint in April 2020, just within the 10 year deadline under the statute.
3: I mean, this is where we're, we're living right now. Harvey Weinstein is trying to do all these things to get out of one of his like multiple tens of, uh, yeah. uh, you know, litigated cases yeah. of sexual assault. I can't.
2: Okay, what's happening in entertainment news,
3: James? Oh, a huge bona fide A-lister from a one, like one of the largest grossing movie franchises of all time has announced that her daughter is transgender. We're talking about none other than Halloween star Jamie Lee Curtis, which is super exciting. She uh, has joyfully announced that her younger daughter is transgender and that Jamie Lee will be officiating that daughter's wedding later on this year. Aw.
2: Isn't that fun? That is very sweet.
3: That was great. Now, Jamie Lee did all the right things. She's saying all the right things on social media. She got permission from her daughter, Ruby, to share the news. That's Um, good. Yeah, who works as, is 25 years old and works as a computer gaming editor right now and is engaged to be married where Jamie will officiate. That's so freaking cute. That
2: is very sweet. Well, congrats to uh, Jamie and of course to her daughter.
3: Yeah, I, I think it's awesome. Jamie goes on to talk about how she's someone who sheds every day, meaning like, let's get rid of the old stuff, like she's learning every day, she, even at 62 years old, she's like, I have so much um, to learn and it's all about old ideas that don't work anymore. So thank you Jamie Lee for being such an advocate and supporting the community. Oh.
2: Yes, well coming up on the show, how the HIPAA health privacy law is actually more limited than you think, we'll be explaining that next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Everyone seems to be throwing around HIPAA these days. From Marjorie Taylor Greene, now we've got athletes like Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott, who responded with this when asked about whether or not he is vaccinated. Have you gotten
3: the vaccine? Um, I don't necessarily
1: uh, think that's exactly important, Clarence. Uh, I think that's HIPAA. Um, but I understand where Zeke comes from. Um, I understand everybody's...
3: I think that's it, bro. I, I just love that people just... I, people get a modicum of information, just a tiny little bit, and they're just like, I'm going to use this word because it sounds... Dak Prescott and his amazing athlete, a very intelligent man, he clearly does not understand what his HIPAA rights are because he doesn't have any because it doesn't apply to him oh, oh this yeah. drives me crazy
2: I, I, w- I want to understand what it all means Devin McGraw is with us right now co-founder and chief regulatory officer of the medical records platform citizen also former head of the HIPAA office at HHS <laughs> I Nothing mean come on 2015 to 2017 Devin thanks for joining us
8: Oh, it's a
9: pleasure to be here. This is My favorite topic, HIPAA myth.
2: Yes, you seem to be an expert, to say the least. So what do you think about this being thrown around these days? Oh, I
9: mean, HIPAA is having a moment. Unfortunately, it's not having a good moment. I mean, (laughs) anybody who doesn't want uh, to do anything having to do with health or health data suddenly blames HIPAA as as the reason, and there is widespread misunderstanding of what the law does and doesn't do. Uh, and it's kind of unfortunate because there actually are some rights for people under HIPAA, but they don't extend to, you know, not saying your vaccination status. That has nothing to do with it.
3: Oh, all right. That is I think that we're just I'm just going to jump to it because, by the way. Devin, I am a a hospitalist nurse practitioner. I work in a hospital environment. So obviously I've had hours and hours and hours of training on what HIPAA means for me as a clinical professional in the clinical environment. But right now I'm on the radio and I'm here for the listeners who want your expertise. So once and for all, break it down for us. If we go to a restaurant and the restaurant asks me if I am vaccinated, is that a violation of, (coughs) I can't even say it. Is that a violation of my HIPAA rights?
9: No, it is not.
3: <laughs>
5: Yay! So what is
2: HIPAA so,
3: then? Bre- yeah. Break that down, though. Is it a is it a violation of people's health information privacy rights at all?
9: No, because the rights that you have to health information privacy are are well. First of all, you as a person, like your your right not to disclose your health information, is really going to depend on sort of where you are in the circumstance, mm-hmm. right? So a restaurant has the ability to deny you service um, if you don't wear shoes, right? Or if you come in without, without a shirt, right? No shoes, no shirt. Well, in this case, the restaurants are making decisions that they only, that they want to cut down on transmission in the restaurant. So you have to either tell them what your vaccination status is, or maybe wear a mask. And that's a disclosure situation where you can make a choice and say, Oh, I'm not going to disclose. And then you can't use the restaurant, but HIPAA, does not prevent that restaurant from asking you the question. And HIPAA does not prevent you from giving the information.
2: HIPAA's, so, HIPAA yeah, only when so, it relates to like your medical professionals sharing your information, right? That uh, is exactly right. Yeah,
3: okay. it, exactly. And some other, no, I'm not I'm trying not to steal your thunder here, Devin, but clearly I'm, I'm as passionate about this as you are. That, <laughs> so healthcare providers, healthcare institutions, um, and then like places like ph- pharmacies, et cetera, health insurers yep. and then healthcare clearinghouses. So the people who like manage our data, for instance, yep. which, I mean, you may Devin, you own Citizen like you may or may know a little bit about that. So how, how does that apply in terms of what specific instances where HIPAA does actually apply?
9: Well, so think. It, so you're absolutely right. It applies to your doctor. It applies to hospitals. It applies to pharmacies, laboratories, medical providers, health plans. What that means is that your doctor can't disclose whether you've been vaccinated or whether you have had COVID-19. Uh, like, they can't disclose that to someone without your permission, except in certain circumstances. Like, they, they can tell other doctors who are treating you, what your, what your status is. And they can send your health information to your health plan so that the bill gets paid, but they can't just like disclose to, you know, to the media or to others information about you because they are obligated by HIPAA to keep that information
2: private. Which makes sense. Why when Trump uh, was getting treated for COVID, the doctor was like, I actually, I can't reveal everything because it's under HIPAA. But if you're the person being asked and it's you, that HIPAA has nothing to do with it. It's your information. You could share whatever you want.
9: Exactly. Exactly. So, so like, if Dak Prescott didn't want to share his vaccination status, the right answer to that question is, I don't want to share it with you. <laughs> yeah.
3: But it has nothing Not, to like, do. well,
9: HIPAA won't let me. Yeah, like, yeah. well, HIPAA will let you. Got it. HIPAA has nothing to do with this. So, <laughs> or, or even
3: yeah. turning, turning, and it's, you know, obviously all of this has become political, right? But uh, turning it into, yeah. like, all right, you know, interviewer, you were wrong for even asking me this because you it's a willful violation of my HIPAA rights, uh, it, which is categorically not true. And Devin, we appreciate you so, so much. I'm sorry that we we have to cut you off here because clearly we could talk about this entire uh, HIPAA situation for the rest of the afternoon. But um, uh, tell everyone again where they can find a citizen online,
9: Devin. Yeah, we are at. Uh, we spell citizen a little differently: C I I T I Z E N. So, www.citizen, with that extra I
2: after the C. dot com. Amazing. Well, that was Devin McGraw, co-founder and chief regulatory officer of the medical records platform, Citizen. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Coming up, while LGBTQ elected officials have increased, there's still a lot more work to do for equitable representation. The Victory Institute joins us for what they're trying to do next. Let's go.
5: After the end of a good fight,
1: you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward.
0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
9: With Shira
2: and Ryan. Channel Q. Out for America 2021, a report from the Victory Institute finds LGBTQ elected officials increased by 17% in the past year. Great job, but... Yeah. We all know we still have a ways to go to Mm -hmm. full equitable representation. And back with us is Ruben Gonzalez, Executive Director of the LGBTQ Victory Institute. We love having you on. Welcome back.
4: Thank you for
3: having me. It's great to be back. Hello, Cher. Hello, Dr. James. Well, hello. Thank you so (laughs) much. Oh, I feel so official now. Ruben Gonzalez said my name.
2: Yes. So (laughs) you all do such great work. Tell us more about what Out for America is this report. Well, it's
4: a fantastic report. This is the fifth Out for America report that we've released. So in 2017, Victory started counting the number of LGBTQ elected officials across the country. When we first started counting, we only had about 420 LGBTQ elected officials across the entire country. We're thrilled to report that in our 2021 data, we have 986 LGBTQ elected officials. Um, The other exciting thing about the number of elected officials is not just the growth that we had, 17% over the previous year was also the number of uh, growth and diversity of our candidates. LGBTQ elected officials are more diverse than the general population of elected officials. And we saw a big increase in LGBTQ people of color getting elected, a big increase in transgender representation and gender non-binary and queer representation. So we're really feeling like the country is starting to elect more folks from across our community. And we're, we're just so proud of that.
3: And are you seeing this that this increase has been sort of exponential, like it's it's speeding up, as you will, I feel like there might have been some times even in the last four years where, you know, the the general sentiment of the country was skewing a little bit more right, which tends to not necessarily favor the LGBTQ plus community in terms of like election electable positions. But um, I feel like now things are maybe going back towards the middle or even a little bit left. And are you seeing this rise of individuals sort of exponentially?
4: Well, I have to tell you that in 2016, with the election of Donald Trump, we saw a lot of LGBTQ people inspired to run for office. Uh, Victory does trainings throughout the year of people who are interested in serving in public office. And we've had sold out trainings since 2016. And so we know that when there are attacks on our community, when there's a feeling that things are moving away from equality, that that actually inspires more people to run for office. And Victory is here to train people when they feel that inspiration. When we have a saying that we say, uh, don't get mad. Get elected. Um, lots yeah. of people were mad in 2016. Lots of people were mad when they saw the anti transgender policies that came out of the Trump administration. And a lot of folks were inspired. To run for office because they wanted to change that and they ran and they won and we're just thrilled to be able to have a part in in identifying folks and training folks and supporting them and now working with them as elected officials yeah. it, it's a really uh it's a really exciting time
2: it is it's such a cool job that you have really uh, it's like you're is part it? of the future but now these numbers are great They show a lot of hope, but I know that you all feel and know there is more to come and more that needs to be done for full equity. So what is the Victory Institute doing?
4: Absolutely. We want to see equitable representation for our community in elected positions. Our population, LGBTQ people, make up about 5.6 percent, and that's a pretty conservative estimate of how... Uh, many people we are across the country. And in order for us to make up 5.6% of elected offices across the country, we actually would need to elect 28,000 more people. And so if you are (laughs) listening to my voice right now, and you've ever thought about running for office, go to the Victory Institute website. And we have lots of resources there. You can actually watch a video that takes you through some of the questions that you should ask yourself at the very beginning of, is running for office right for you? Are you prepared for it? Have you done the homework yet? Have you started to think about the questions that are going to help you be a more successful candidate? Um, We are going to be with you every step of the way. We have uh, in-person trainings. We're actually doing a training right now in Boston with people who are interested in running for office. And so Victory is here to support people who want to run. And we have a big job ahead of us. Again, we need to elect 28,000 more people to get to equitable representation. And we are working really hard to identify more folks from our community that want to run at every level of office.
2: Incredible. That was Ruben Gonzalez, Executive Director of the LGBTQ Victory Institute. Love having you on. Thank you so much. Thank you. Coming up on the show, we'll tell you how closeted Olympic athletes are being outed on social media. And how one, one of these users was like acting like it's a joke. It was funny.
3: Stop. That's next. No.
2: Let's go there with Shira and Ryan, channel Q. TikTok and Twitter users are exploiting Grinders Explore feature. They're zooming in on the Olympic Village in Tokyo and exposing the profiles of queer athletes competing in the Summer Olympics.
3: Yeah, this yeah. is crazy. And
2: at first you're like, oh, okay, that's smart. You know, you want to get an Olympic hottie, maybe. At the same time, uh, um, a lot of these folks are from countries where same-sex relationships are illegal. So you're basically outing them, and it could possibly threaten their lives.
3: Uh, Very much so. Particularly, like, they—can you imagine, like, leaving the Olympic Village and leaving Tokyo with everything that's gone on there and however well you do in the Olympics, training for your entire life, and then going back home and being subject to potentially, like, criminal charges just because some idiot halfway around the world that you don't even know zoomed in on your profile— Took a screenshot of it and then posted it on places like TikTok and Instagram.
2: And also, let's be clear, Japan isn't really like an LGBTQ-friendly place either. They've been trying to push the Equality Act forward there forever. And while yeah, it's not "quote unquote" illegal, it's not like they have full support there from the government for the community. Yeah, there's a lot of tensions around there too. So, like once again. You're in the Olympic Village. It's safe, but even like you have to watch out where your where people are, where you are. If you're part of the community, unfortunately, so.
3: yeah. Even if you're there, and this is this is really unfortunate. Now, to to their credit, I and I misspoke earlier. I said Instagram. It's actually TikTok and Twitter. But TikTok and Twitter have both, you know, said this violated their their uh, rules against hateful conduct and will need to be removed before the account owners can continue to use Twitter. Is what Twitter said as well. TikTok has said that they've uh, this is violated violation of their privacy and all their, their rules and regulations for using the app. And they've since taken those videos down, but not before. Obviously, some damage has been done, unfortunately, to these people who were closeted. At, they're at the Olympics.
2: Yeah, if it's, life isn't stressful enough. Now they have to worry about this. But this person who did it, it wasn't someone... And we, we briefly touched on this uh, yesterday with Dr. Jen. It wasn't a homophobe. It was someone that is in the community that thought it was cute. They said, I used Grindr's explore feature to find myself an Olympian boyfriend. Mm. And the video, as you mentioned, was removed. Then he replied again to this saying, is it, um, is it me? Am I the drama? I don't think I'm the drama. Maybe I am. Am I the villain? I don't think I'm the villain. And he was shirtless in this follow-up video. And commenters were like... This is dangerous. Don't put these folks in jeopardy just to get off on the other side of the world. Like, you know, this isn't like a fun meet and greet situation.
3: But clearly this person thinks that it is. And I feel like that there's there's this whole thing around social media in terms of like people feel like that they don't have responsibilities to themselves, Mm -hmm. to what it means to be a decent human being, even responsibilities to your fellow humans in general and jeopardizing potentially literally seriously jeopardizing people's lives just to make a joke and just to maybe get more tiktok followers
2: that's the thing i think that's what's annoying about social media these days like just a lack of connection to reality mm-hmm. people literally think they live in their own bubble they think it's funny it's cute it'll go viral you know this is something maybe like they they joke around when having drinks with their friends like imagine yep. we went on grind and we found that olympian <laughs> oh my God, well, i'm now so gonna weird. like right. throw it on tiktok and actually put people's faces there like You've crossed the line.
3: Yep, you have crossed the line. And I... I don't think that anyone should shade uh, individuals who might not be out for being on these apps at all, by the way. That is, to me, a different conversation because some people were saying in the comments, well, if they're not out and they didn't want to be discovered at the Olympics, maybe they shouldn't have been fooling around on Grindr That's in the first fair. place. And That's that n- No, yeah. I, I agree. Absolutely not fair at all. That's not what this conversation is. You have an expectation of privacy when you're on that those apps, in particular if you cho- are choosing to not show your face, like not show all of it, just because you're showing up as maybe a headless torso Oh, the classic headless torso on grinder, but you're in the Olympic Village, still should not subject you to like possible punishment in your home country.
2: Just because you want some deed, let's also treat people with humanity.
3: Mean, hello, up, oh, come on, hey, I got nothing better. That was amazing.
2: Next up and this is uh, this kind of connects to what we're talking about. Advocates are warning of the worst anti-LGBTQ bill ever happening in Ghana. We'll tell you more about that on what's trending this hour.
5: Let's go there. With the Shira Sh-
2: and Ryan, Channel Q. We're back. This is Shira. Dr. James Simmons is with me in the studio, filling in for Ryan today.
3: Oh, yes, and I am so happy to be here. Happy birthday to yes. the 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 slay god. None other than these Slagots.
2: Exactly. It's his birthday. We hope he's celebrating and having fun.
3: Yeah. It's, I mean, it's always yeah. fun being here with you, though, Shira. Like, this would be the most fun thing that Ryan could be doing, is choosing to not be here with you, to not have fun on his birthday.
2: <laughs> he's doing, He's having a, uh, a different type of fun.
3: Uh, th- there we go. Yeah, exactly. We hope you're enjoying, Ryan, if you are listening. Yeah, uh, if you're and...
2: listening on your day off. <laughs> on your day off, <laughs> Like you have right? nothing else to do. <laughs> but we appreciate you for listening wherever you are in the world. And of course, 1031 FM in Palm Springs. Shout out to everyone listening there. Uh, coming up, though, on the show, we're going to be talking about serial monogamy. Is it really that Kira. bad? Sure. That's excuse why me. everyone's oh. pointing at me, but like you're in a long term relationship. <laughs> uh huh. But was not a
3: married. serial monogamist oh. before that necessarily. In okay, fact, got it. as some would say, quite the opposite.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to be getting into what Dr. James really thinks about bathing daily in that whole Ashton Mila thing mm-hmm. that's later on this hour. Mm hmm. And an argument for why you might not want to wash daily. Yeah, agreed. But let's get into some what's trending this hour. Representative Chip Roy threw a tantrum on the House floor protesting the reimposed House mask requirement.
4: Here on the People's House, we got to go around and see, okay, we can't come to the floor. I can't execute my constitutional duty unless I wear a mask. Which is it? Vaccines or masks? Do the vaccines work or they don't work? Do the masks work or they don't work? I'd like to know which it is. I'd like Dr. Fauci to come down and answer a single question about nat- natural immunity. If you've been infected with a virus, do you have immunity? Or are they just gonna go around poking people, saying you must take a vaccine? Oh, but sorry, the vaccine doesn't work. You must wear a mask. This institution is a sham, and we should adjourn and shut this place down.
2: Okay, bye.
3: <laughs> I I if can't. you wanna adjourn, Chip, go on ahead, bye. Did not nobody ask you to get up there and throw out a temper, temper tantrum like you're five years old anyway? Yes, the answer. Yes, the vaccines work. And yes, we need you to wear a mask. Period. End of discussion. Like, I feel like we sometimes need to fight fire with fire. Like, if you're going to try to boss up like this and try to be like, well, what is it? What is it? No, actually, shut your damn mouth. Listen to the people who actually know what they're talking about. Dr. Fauci has said plenty of times the vaccines work and we still need to wear masks right now. Guess what? Because so many of you idiots out there are not vaccinated. You're causing this thing to turn into a second pandemic. And so to protect your constituents who aren't vaccinated vaccinated you get to wear a mask there you go there's your answer it's roy really let's go
2: not complicated these, let's go. these are just folks that you know growing up did not listen to the teachers i mean those are those people in kindergarten that were always like rebelling and this that like i feel like you could say anything at this point on the other side and they would just find an argument of course reason to not believe of course it.
3: that's that's what it is and i i really feel bad i, I shouldn't call people idiots the, but it
2: is if you're the, not like but, but agreeing I think with it's, actual things that are real. But people creating... aren't
3: people aren't getting real information, and I think that's what's yeah. really important. So the information that they are getting is causing them to make idiotic decisions. But, people are never <sighs> idiots; they're making poor decisions because they're getting poor information.
2: They're predisposed to be idiots. <laughs> so the thing is, when you have you have Dr. Fauci, the thing is they don't want to agree with him, and so it's like it's like a relationship. If you want to find something that's wrong with the person, you're going to find. Thing. Constantly, right? Uh, that's the relationship, me. exactly. Right, perfect. Um, and then, speaking of this, one day after the Capitol attending physician Dr. Brian Monahan reinstated that mask mandate in the House of Representatives, many House Republicans today purposely defied the rules by appearing on the floor maskless. Like does uh, a dozen or so Republicans went in today, like this is their big protest because there's not enough happening in this country of like things that actually need to be done and worked on, like. This is, like, their big movement. Like, they are, like... They are, like, (laughs) the 60s hippies movement. They're changing the Uh, world. By by walking in without masks. Uh So, GOP Representative Byron Donalds of Florida said, I've not been vaccinated. I've had COVID-19. I've recovered. And then when asked, and this is according to CNN, why he did not wear a mask on the House floor, he said, this rule is stupid. Let's just be very blunt about this. The Senate has no rules, so it's funny how COVID operates differently here than in the Senate. Like, you are not making sense and then he goes don't be worried about me mind your business oh Oh, yeah that's how this all works yeah
3: i i can't you just
2: live in a bubble and nothing you do impacts anyone else
3: impacts anyone else because we have to we can't just mind our own business when your business or or lack of minding anyone else's actually really impacts me Mm. like the decisions of others are really impacting people's lives right now it's it's very serious
2: And finally, a draft legislation in Ghana would make identifying as gay or even an ally to the LGBTQ community a second degree felony punishable by five years in prison with advocating for LGBTQ rights punishable by up to 10 years.
3: Isn't that well. And on top of that, you can also be punished by just being an ally. You can be punished by just showing uh, like uh, visible support of an LGBTQ organization. And on top of this, it makes physical assault of any LGBTQ person or ally simply a misdemeanor. So you can beat up someone just for being gay, and it's just a misdemeanor. You won't really get in trouble.
2: This is crazy. And of course, advocates are saying this is horrible. They're warning about it. But the question is, when these things come up, including somewhere that where they can just do whatever they want, like how do we protect people?
3: Yeah, it, it's, it's really a humanitarian
2: scary. disaster.
3: It is. And there's you know, there's <clears throat> there's an organization called Outright Action International, which actually is one of the it's actually the only LGBTQ organization that has a, an office at the U.N. headquarters in New York um, is actually saying that right now the bill has just been presented to the speaker there. It has to go through like this whole legislative process. But there is actual potential that this bill could come to light and. Sort of in in an ironic twist, the bill will not come to light if there's no activism by the LGBTQ community. Which now they're threatening that the, if there's more activism yeah, by the LGBTQ community, you'll get in trouble, right?
2: They're cornering everyone, basically.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's really it's really something else. And this is, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, people sometimes wonder why, why do we still have pride? Why do we still have mm-hmm. a queer radio station? Why do we still, why do we feel like it's important to be out and to be represented and to keep fighting and marching? And it's because, you know, we live in a bubble here in LA and other places in, in the world are super great, but uh-huh. there are so many more places in the world that are not. And we are a family. We have to keep fighting for those who can't fight.
2: You said it. Well, coming up next, how Simone Biles is teaching America not to be work martyrs, what that means for all of us next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. As Simone Biles withdrew from the Olympics, it's bringing up a conversation around mental health on the world's biggest stage and also in our own lives.
3: Yeah, very much so. A a much needed conversation that we have to have about the sort of balance or what this is, the yin and yang between I'm going to push through and persevere and I can do this. I'm the right person for the job versus actually, this is really not good for my mental and emotional health. I got to stop. And
2: it doesn't mean I'm bad at what I do or I'm going to fail. It just Mm -hmm. means like, this is what I need to do right now.
3: I need to fix this. Right.
2: Well, joining us right now is Melody Wilding, an executive coach and author of Trust Yourself, Stop Overthinking and Channel Mm, Your Emotions mm. for Success at Work. (laughs) I love that title. Right, right. (laughs) I need some of that. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So this whole thing is bringing up the idea of work martyrdom. So what does it actually mean? A work
8: martyr is someone who sacrifices themselves for getting the job done or the sake of others. So they are someone who wears that all work, no play like a badge of honor.
3: Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's really, that's really tough. And that, because sometimes I feel like we celebrate that badge of honor, right? So then how do you, and maybe not even on the Olympic stage, but just in your own work life, like how do you sort of identify either you're that person or you're working with that person?
8: Yes, so you can identify that you're this type of person. Of course, all of us are not doing pole vaults or the the beam like Simone Biles, but in our day-to-day, we see work martyrdom come up where you may feel like you have to reply to emails or messages as soon as you see them, that there's just constant urgency to everything. You are always the one volunteering for assignments because you don't want to let your team or your boss down you go into work and you persevere and are always there even when you're not feeling
2: 100%. And I feel like uh, partially you do that for others but it's also there's a bit of a, a feeling and maybe this is also me projecting from my own experience of doing that like your own worthiness is so wrapped up in those things you feel like you need to do that to get ahead when you could also know that you're good enough as is and sometimes you'll be showing up and sometimes like you can't always be doing that in that way
8: absolutely there's a huge sense of self-worth and accomplishment that comes through wanting to be needed and helpful to other
2: people yeah
3: which is which is really sort of ultimately though can get problematic though right like you know if if someone goes down this this hole of doing this continuously you know what what does that lead to like if they're doing they're becoming the work martyr too much
8: mhm well the way I often see the, the last stop I definitely catch people at is burnout, yeah. is uh, many people I see have to take medical leave from their job, for example, mm. because they will have a heart condition happen um, or something worse. I've even heard of people fainting uh, at their desk just because they push themselves past their limit. So burnout is, is often the most common result that this ends up in.
3: I mean, I love that you were like burn, fainting because they're working too hard at their desk. Yet people yeah. are questioning the greatest uh, gymnast of all time for also being like, "I can't do this anymore." Like, does anyone see the sort of irony in that? Like, she mm-hmm. is she has already proven herself. It's She's also because already she didn't, back.
2: even though she messed up that one vault thing. But like, because she didn't break something or because she didn't faint, it's like people don't. Uh, see that you could still have issues mm-hmm. and be dying inside in a way.
3: Yeah. And that mental health is actually health. I, you know, I've been telling people through all of this, if she had broke her ankle and we all watched it and she said, yeah. I need to step back because I have a You'd broken be like, ankle. like, of, of course you have a broken ankle. This is the same thing. It really is the same thing. And these big athletes, Melody taking they're using their platforms and in some of the biggest arenas in the world saying, I'm going to take care of my mentals. Are we sort of seeing a paradigm shift with this? Do you think?
8: I hope so. I hope that we're seeing more respect for the fact that rest, recovery and paying attention to your well-being is not a nice to have or a weakness, but it's really a non-negotiable.
2: Yeah. And how do you bring that into your life if it's something you're not used to doing?
8: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for so many of us, I think, especially right now, boundaries is huge with so many people still working from home or, or working more than ever before, making sure that you have time that you're putting aside at the end of the day when work actually ends, when you stop up, when you you wrap up for the day and you sort of turn your mind off and you give yourself that time for relaxation. And planning in your vacations. You know, I'm always working with my clients to figure out when are you actually going to be taking time off? Especially if you have a very busy period coming up, making sure that you're putting time now proactively in yeah. the calendar to make sure that you have that time off so it doesn't just pass you by.
2: It's not going to just happen. Like, people think, like, oh, it's going to be the right time. I'll know it, <laughs> no, this. That. No, no, you need to set it up for yourself because no one's going to tell you to take – well, yeah – If we're nice and we see someone is hurting, we'll say take a vacation, but like, we shouldn't have to wait till someone else tells us that.
3: Particularly because I feel like other team members, if you're working in a team member sort of environment, is like, oh, don't worry, Sherry's got this because she always cleans up our messes, right? So everyone else on the team is sort of like taking their breaks and scheduling their vacations and setting boundaries, like you said, Melody, but these other people aren't and they become the smarter and it's really problematic.
2: So time for a change, everyone. Set up those vacations. Take some time for yourself. It doesn't mean you're worse at you your job. It'll make you better. Melody Wilding is an executive coach and author of Trust Yourself, Stop Overthinking and Channel Your Emotions for Success at Work. Thank you so much.
8: Thank you for having me.
2: Next up, is serial monogamy really that bad? How to make it work for you. <laughs> yeah, Shira. Or deal with that uh, side of how yourself. How to make it work for <laughs> you. <laughs> What's next? Let's go there with, with Shira Sh- and Ryan. Channel Q. You know, JLo's. Relationship with Ben Affleck, just jumping from A Rod to Ben, is bringing up a conversation around serial monogamy.
3: Yeah, it sure is. Because, I mean, and not even just A Rod to Ben, but it was like Ben and then Diddy and then Mark Anthony and then A Rod and then now, uh, I just. Ben liked- again. Bennigan, thank you. Bennigan, Benifer again, again. Yes. And, I mean, good for her. Like, I don't hate on this okay. at all, but you're right. It does bring up this conversation like, girl, you ne- you ain't been single for like 25 years.
2: But although I feel like she might have been, like, similar with me, a lot of people think I'm never single, but I go through a year and a half or two years, like, there's there are small gaps. Uh-huh. But ga- the gaps are there. It just doesn't feel like a lot because, or you don't notice. Like, the time goes by really quickly, and then I'm back in a relationship.
3: Right. So you really aren't a serial monogamous that everyone else around you. I here
2: feel is just... like I, I have, <laughs> I had two back-to-back relationships, be- but then, and then I had two, but I did have only, I have really only had two times or three that I've had, like, been single for pretty much a year and a half. That's the max I'm single mm-hmm. for. Yeah. Uh, joining us right now is Alexis Germany, a TikTok dating coach and relationship expert. Love Welcome it. back.
7: Thank you. So excited to join you again.
2: Yes. So what do you think about serial monogamy?
7: But I mean, I think that it really just depends because like you just mentioned, and that was the point I was going to mention, we don't know when JLo or anybody else's unless they're in our personal lives relationship ends. Mm -hmm. how long it's been ended, even if. Sometimes you're still in a relationship and it's kind of over. Oh, yeah. So there's nothing wrong with wanting to be in a committed relationship. But I do always advise my clients that it's important to take time in between each relationship to make sure you know what you want out of the next one. Because for a lot of people, there is an end goal to, to not have to go from relationship to relationship. <laughs> um, and so we have to take the time to learn ourselves. In order to fall, you know, to get what we are looking for.
3: And do you think that there's some truth too that there's you really cannot ever really truly find yourself or what you're looking for in a relationship unless you spend some time, like significant time, single? Because I feel like if you're constantly in a relationship, you're you're that's your only really frame of reference is this other person and the within the context of that relationship.
7: I totally agree. You do not know yourself when you're in a relationship fully because you view yourself almost through your partner's eyes. Mm. So you need to spend significant time and what that mean, what significant means to you can be different especially depending on you know on your age and things of that nature. Yeah. but you can't really know yourself if you're always a part of a partnership. Um, and so I definitely think it's important to spend time by yourself knowing how to move in social situations alone, how to depend on only you. So that you can be better in a partnership.
2: And to make sure you're not just jumping into something as a coping mechanism, right? Just like filling that gap of loneliness and uncertainty. Yes. If you don't know how to spend time with yourself,
7: that's the problem. You can't just use that person to fill all of those voids. You should be able to entertain yourself to engage yourself in that way before you're always relying on That other person to be there because maybe they won't always be for various reasons, and if you don't know how to cope on your own, that's a real that's a real problem.
2: That's hard also for people who are busy. Oddly enough, like while you're really busy, the time you have alone, it's almost like you want that human connection because you don't get a lot of that intimate connection. You're just kind of with people busy around you. So that's why I think, and I think similar to me, not like I'm at a JLO level, but I do see celebrities (laughs) like. I think they get they go hard and they go quick because uh, I think they have such a, a lack of real connected relationships around them that when they meet mm-hmm. someone, it just feels like that it's fulfilling that's, that intimacy they need.
7: That's true. And it's also easier when you're busy to maintain a relationship with celebrities specifically because they're not together that much. And it's really the physical togetherness that makes you see other sides of a person, that makes you think, huh. I want to be in this relationship, but when it's phone calls, FaceTime, sweet texts, and vacation weekends, well, it's kind of, you know, it's a lot easier to maintain the spice in the relationship,
3: and it seems like it's all good. So can you, I mean, just real real briefly here, can you, like, I almost feel like dating, even when, let's say you're dating multiple people, I'm sort of opening up a new can, and we only have, like, 30 seconds, but, like, dating (laughs) multiple people Are you really still finding yourself like there was a part of me in my past, like before I was a married man, I was like, I need to Mm -hmm. be full on single. Like, I don't want anybody in my life. And I felt like I mean, I'm biased, but I felt like I did the most growth during those times. Mm -hmm. Can you find that growth when you're still like sort of dating as well?
7: I think if you're if you're very casually dating, you can because you also the things you learn about yourself are what you want, what you don't want and what you will and will not put up with from other people. Mm -hmm. And that's an important part of growing to find the relationship that suits.
2: What about when you're in a relationship, how do you grow? Oh. We have you to grow work.
7: together. Oh, are we done? Yeah, going? yeah, yeah. No, just
2: quickly. 20 seconds. You can, you
7: seconds. can grow together. You help each other. find. Like, you want to be the best version of yourself for each other. And if the person you're with isn't encouraging you to grow and you don't feel like you're growing with them, then that's probably not the person for you.
2: There you go. She knows how to do 15 seconds because she's on TikTok.
3: I know.
2: <laughs> Alexis Germany that's is great. a TikTok dating coach and relationship expert. Thanks for being here. Thank you. See you next time. Thanks, Alexis. Coming up by bathing every day. Isn't actually good for you, or is it? Or well, no. is it? The, the bathing stay debate stay is on. Soon to when... find
3: out. It's heating up. Yeah. Or washing off. Or <laughs> That's Cleaning next. up.
2: Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. The debate over whether you should bathe every day continues, and it really got going. When Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis were on Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard, and somehow bathing came up and taking care of your body, uh, and they basically revealed that them and their kids only take showers when they're dirty or I guess after working out, but other than that, they they only watch watch their privates mm-hmm. every day. But mm-hmm. other than that, they don't like take a shower or bath, and it got the internet.
3: Going. I mean, this was one of those like break Twitter moments, right? Everyone <laughs> had to weigh in on mm-hmm. what they think of this. Yay or nay or left or right or up or down. And I, I will say that this sort of came out from Mila in particular, who, you know, growing up in what is now the Ukraine, she hmm. didn't have hot water. And so it just sort of cultural norms with the family were like, well, you're only going to bathe as much as you really need to because you're bathing in like cold water. It's not totally necessary. And they're really kind of onto something. I hate to say this. I know so many people do not agree, but medically speaking for your health mm-hmm. you really do not need to bathe every day and I know that there are some people that we know and love that we're talking about bathing two and three times oh. a day
2: yep. <clears throat> my, my co-host is usually here uh-huh he loves cleaning himself up I, but I also feel like there is some sort of like mental spiritual component to feel, uh taking a shower I feel like I've, I've had a hard day it's not even about it's just like cleaning myself getting rid of the energy from the day
3: Yeah. And there's something to that. And so, I mean, there's lots of different reasons why we like spend time in the shower or we bathe or we do these things. Right. And I, I appreciate all of those things, but you know, being Dr. James nurse practitioner, like I'm always sort of thinking from a medical standpoint, there's really amazing oils in your skin. There's this thing called your acid mantle that protects your skin from like breaking down. There's all these really yummy, amazing, wonderful bacterial organisms that live on your skin that actually help keep your skin healthy and intact. And your skin is, your biggest external line of defense against viruses and insults and anything. So if you have big cuts and wounds and things on your skin because you wash it too much because it's dried out and then your skin breaks open, that's a source where infection can get inside of you. And we actually treat, it's called cellulitis when you get these big skin infections, and we treat people cellulitis all the time and those infections can get into your bones. I mean, it's kind of a big deal. So yes, people who are like otherwise young and healthy You know, washing every day, fine. But as you get older, you don't need to wash that much. And if you have someone who's got really, really dry skin, it's actually better for you to not wash that often. I will say, wash your behind. Wash your, wash your, your. What do they say? Pits and privates. Wash your pits, wash your privates every day because we sort of cultural norms. Nope. Unless you have like, like an I overwhelmingly don't... oily face, you don't need to wash. Well, every I, day. you
2: know, I do the thing where I, I'm lazy and then I don't wash my makeup off. And those are the days or the weeks that I usually break. That out. That's
3: your breakout. Yep. Yep. So,
2: listen. Okay, <laughs>
8: let's go there with Shira and
2: Ryan. Channel Q. We're wrapping up the show as we always do with our Yes Queen of the Day.
3: Yes Queen. Okay.
2: This one goes to Sanisa Lee, who has won an Olympic gold in the marquee individual competition of women's gymnastics after a U.S. star and heavy favorite, of course. Simone Biles pulled out to take care of her mental health. Lee told reporters, I was nervous, but I did my best. I'm super proud of myself. It's crazy. I didn't think I'd ever be here. So Lee's win is the fifth Olympic gold in a row for the U.S. in the individual all-around. And after her win, she smiled, hugged her teammate. Um, And after Biles withdrew, actually, Lee, who's an 18-year-old from Minnesota, became the highest-qualifying U.S. gymnast for the all-around final. And so congrats to her for... Winning. I mean,
3: it, this is huge. And to, to have all of the attention being on Simone and then Simone leaving and then doing all of these things uh, for her to to be able to do this. And she even talked about the pressure that she's faced as well. And, you know, also making history as the first Hmong American to to win gold uh, ever in the Olympics is is fantastic. And if you have not ever seen Suni Lee on uneven bars, it is unbelievable. You don't even have to really understand gymnastics or have an appreciation for sports in general but just to watch her do this like you I one of the things I love most in life is that when you see people who are doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing in life and clearly like that's what she's supposed to be oh. doing and it's awesome.
2: I just got chills. Well, yeah, congrats to her and that's our yes queen of the day. Yeah, queen. And we are off tomorrow but still we are bringing you the best of Let's Go. There are all the most amazing segments, interviews that you might have missed from the past uh, few months, or actually, yes,
3: tomorrow. (laughs) Or just a replay of this week. No, we're kidding. Yeah, all the the best interviews coming up on your uh, Let's Go There Tomorrow best of show. You really, really don't want to miss it. It'll be great.
2: Plus some amazing music here on Channel Q. We make it easy. We appreciate you. That's tomorrow, (laughs) 2 to 6 p.m. Pacific, 5 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Again, we're plugging our podcast. We've got a podcast. If you didn't know, just go to the Odyssey app where our podcasts are available and search Let's Go There. We're sending you love and light. And Dr. James, thank you so much for being here. I got I forgot to thank you.
3: My my absolute Almost. pleasure. So so happy to be here. Always happy to fill in, always happy to help my little part in celebrating the slay god's birthday, right? This is this is why we're yes,
2: doing this. Yes. We love having you. You're always welcome thank back. Thank you so much. And stick around for Love Line with Dr. Chris right after this. Have a great night. Bye.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,